all the fume last week. It is back-to-back wins and back-to-back clean sheets for Sunderland. Welcome to the Wise Men Say preview show. I am Rory Fallow, joined, as always, by the birthday boy himself as well, Matthew Keelan. Hello. Hi. Hello. I mean, happy happy birthday, oh, Matt, first of all. Thank you. Let's get the important stuff right at the top of the show. Hello. Well, it's all about me, isn't it, really? Oh yeah, we're not going to talk about the Gillingham game. We're just going to talk about um, twenty-nine years of Matthew. Middle name? Is there a middle don't name, Matthew? A, don't have a middle name. I d- didn't Feel think free you did, but Matthew. One. I'm sure uh, many Math- people will have Matthew, suggestions. Matthew, um, Max, Keelan. Yeah, How about that? I'm, I'm quite like <laughs> that. That's nice. That. Don't, yeah, I don't like think that. Richard was very impressed with that. No face <laughs> twisted. No. We've <laughs> also got Richard Easterbrook and Craig Clark as well. It's Craig not their birthdays, there, producer though, Rick. So. It's not their birthdays, though. But how are you both doing, lads? Uh, all right, I guess, you know, plodding on. <laughs> so not enthusiastic about Matt's birthday then, Craig. Well, I would be if I could have seen him for a pint in real life. And, uh, you know, I would have been doubly enthusiastic. Obviously, I'm <laughs> delighted you're, you're 29, Matt. Well done on that. Pass me, pass me peak now, you'd think, really, in terms of the football career. I, w- I would suggest, much like Carl Winchester, you're uh, just into your peak. Well, yeah, you've got you're one good move left well. in you. Yeah, yeah. well, the pod so. is, of True. course, lucky to have me. <laughs> <laughs> like, when did when did Ronaldo go to Juventus? There's, oh, there's a good well, example. Oh, he was 33, wasn't thousands. he? Thousands. Well, there you go. Zlatan as well, of course. He's, a oh, he's still bro. going. Yeah, yeah but so are you, still, in a different way. Yeah, <laughs> so well, yeah. still going at Lukaku the other night, by the way. That yeah. was a, that, that's probably one for you to discuss on uh, from the terraces, to be honest. Yeah, bit uh, bit di- I know with that. Well, yeah, let's let's not let's keep that for for off air, Craig, the production chat, because all I want to talk about for now <laughs> is a glorious victory over <laughs> Ipswich Town, one nil. Um, obviously, Sunderland slightly helped by Kane Jackson's red card after ten minutes, but. We had to grind it out to an extent, didn't we, lads? But I think our quality did show, especially in the only goal of the game. Um, probably the only time in that half we actually showed a bit of quality. Finally getting the ball quickly, uh, forward quickly rather, without just lumping a diagonal, wasn't it? And then we you know we just played with some intent. A lovely flick from the aforementioned Carl Winchester. Lovely <laughs> ball in from Max and another confident finish from the boy Charlie White. Um, very pleasing goal, wasn't it, lads, just to start off with? Well, it's a matter of time before there's a mural of White, isn't it, really? <laughs> All these legends. He's the latest in the lineage of Sunderland heroes. So uh, I look forward to that. I would personally have it, you know, just as you're coming f- from the stadium, like across the bridge into the city, yeah, there's yeah. always been that uh, sort of billboard. Just replace that with a massive mural of Wyke's face. The one that famously had um, Newcastle advertising, then you strip on once. Can you remember that? Yeah. Remember that, yeah. yeah. Well, now it's going to advertise Charlie Wyke. <laughs> Just Charlie Wyke? Yeah. The concept of Charlie Wyke? Just him. And his goals, of which he has scored many important ones this season, jokes and aside. A variety of goals as well. And like we're seeing more and more confident finishes oh, from yeah. Wyke. I mean, that was. Great movement to, to come Brilliant. onto that at the at the right time. You see his, his goal against Shrewsbury, which was a header above the standard of League One. I don't, I don't think that's like too much of an exaggeration to say. And then even even his three goals against Wimbledon, there was a variety of quality finishes there. Is it fair to say? And I know people have mentioned this quite a bit, but say we just signed Charlie Wyke in the summer because people are still he still gets a bit of flack now and again. If he just came in this summer. 
everyone would be raving about him, wouldn't they? And I think people are tempering themselves just a little bit. But let's take this season in isolation. He has been, especially I think we can say at this point, he's been brilliant this season. Totally. I think I think it's it's like, you know, when a, a, a batsman has to take a little time just to get his eye in and to get in and, you know, to really settle down. It's just taken Charlie White two and a half years, that's all. It's not, it's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, to be fair, though, right? Lee Catamull, who obviously, well, we've got to give a little mention to the fact, which everyone's already picked up on, but that he was still calling Sunderland Wig and how much we all absolutely yeah, loved it. But he did make a fair point as a man who had many injuries in his own career and hampered him probably from reaching the peaks he could have done. He did say that we signed him injured. And mm-hmm. when he first came into the team, it was on the back of that injury. Obviously, Magic kept him out of the team. And he never really got going. And because of COVID and the massive break we had, this is maybe the first time he's really been as fit as he can be, and we're reaping the rewards. Yeah, look at his all round. Look at his all round play as well. There was a couple in the second half. There was one way just like used his body to like mug off the Ipswich defender. I think it was Embleton who got away down the right and mm, just yes, yes. He, there was none of the and you know he's, he's not got the best first touch and stuff like that. We know that, but. Everything he was doing, I think, against Ipswich was correct. It was quite... I know he did get a goal, but it was quite a low-key performance in many ways. Do you know what I mean? He was just mm-hmm. doing a lot of the good, hard work, but doing it well. I think it wouldn't be too much of an exaggeration to say, despite him only getting one goal in the game, that was a bit of a slog at times. I think that's one of his best performances in a Sunderland shirt, right. just because of the all-round play that went with it as well. I was just going to say that I, I think it was his best game for us. Um, there were a couple of times in the second half where he just bought free kicks, and it was it was starting to see that from him. He's <clears throat> he's been quite unlucky even during his you know times when he wasn't in any de- sort of decent form. He's been unlucky in terms of decisions he gets. He doesn't get anything generally from referees, but he's starting to be really clever and sort of win the types of fouls that we give away really frustratingly um, on the edge of the box and to kill Ty like in the last minute he would just won the game there he just basically backed in fell over um, yeah. he got a free kick which probably wasn't but he's made it look like one and he got it and I think the confidence will be well it's probably the, it'll be the best no doubt it'll be the best he's felt since he came and that goal he scored he probably wouldn't have even tried that last season or he wouldn't have been there or he'd have fell over or he'd have tried to bring it down and foul <laughs> the goalkeeper or like it's a he's he can't fault him at the minute, really, and you know, I've been hypercritical of him in the past. Um so I'm ple I'm pleased for him, like happy to be wrong again. Um <laughs> Well, yeah. I, I once had a, a argument with well not an argument. I was when we were playing Portsmouth in the semi final of the playoffs I think it was that the first half of that game, I was literally just shouting that he was the worst striker we've ever had, and a man in front of us wasn't very. It was like no, no, like he was a bit older and stuff. And but you know when you're just really annoyed because he was one of the players we'd spent money on. And let's be honest, in terms of the overall standard of striker we've had at the club in in its history, because he was so bad at this level, it did feel like he was probably the worst striker we'd ever had, certainly in my lifetime. But he's obviously got something that we haven't seen and he's now showing mm. it. And you absolutely can't knock him for that. Like, because it's a big club and there's a lot of expectation and to start off on a footing where you're not doing the business 
And you have got in very recent memory strikers like Darren Bent, Jermaine Defoe. It's not his fault we're in League One and that this that he's the one that we've spent the money on, but it, it must have took some doing mentally to get over mm. basically two seasons of very much misfiring. Yeah, credit in the world. I don't think the injuries can be played down as well because remember he scored on his debut against um Great finish game. that as well that's the sort of finish we're seeing now isn't it like that's yeah, the sort of absolute, thing right place now. right time yeah instinct as well like he's, he's, he is clearly you know if you look at a few of those more recent finishes the, a lot of them are quite instinctive but again that's what you want to see from your number nine isn't it oh yeah but, but at the minute he's actually coupling that with look when he went through one-on-one to get his hat-trick goal against Wimbledon mm-hmm. nice and cool yeah. dinked it over the keeper I think Quality. he is a bit more of you know a poacher that is what he, he's there for is even though he did the hold-up play and the all-round stuff really good against Ipswich that is that's where he needs to be a bit more consistent on isn't it like the the goal scoring isn't obviously an issue at the minute if he can keep up that all-round play then maybe you look at it a play you can really hang your hat on but you know, that I'm not going to really... He'll, he'll have the, well, your bad game now and again, which is fine. You know, players, especially at this level, <clears> will do that. But overall for this season, he's not one who, come what may at the end of this season, who you're going to look back on and think, well, he let us down. He's going to have done his bit, isn't he? Well, the, the, there's been reports, hasn't there, linking him to, like, Luton. Now, I don't think he's a championship standard striker. But imagine we were to sell him, right, just as he hits form. It would be, yet again, oh, another striker who <laughs> really all he does funny. is score goals. Well, look what happened last time we sold a striker who, in inverted commas, only scored goals. Could loan him out. Which was a ludicrous thing to say about Madger anyway. But Well, yes. How much of a difference do we think Aidan O'Brien's <laughs> making to him at the moment as well? Though he looks... Like, you know, he looks a totally different player from what we saw in the first half of the season. Another good performance against Ipswich. And he, I think he does a lot to open up that space for Charlie White, doesn't he? He's always dropping deep. He's always looking for the ball. But he's now, again, coupling that with actually making things happen with that. Do you know what I mean? The the off the ball work and pulling defenders about is actually going with some nice, neat passes, some creative stuff and... Again, that's looking like quite a partnership at the moment, isn't it? Using the cricket analogy again, he's like a non-scoring batsman, isn't he? He's like standing at the other end doing... <laughs> just being there at the right Rocking. time. Their, their end's he's the like, cricket um, reference, because I'm, I'm, I'm completely out of my depth of cricket. Um, what's, well, what's the guy called who <laughs> had to try and stay in with, with Ben Stokes during the it was that mad... Him with Glaive, Jack World Leach. Club. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember his name. Le- he's like Leach. a bowler who... Leach, maybe. Yeah, I don't Leech. know. He got a Specsavers deal out of it. <laughs> did he? No, oh, yes, it. he did. I remember oh, exactly excellent. now what you're talking about, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, but, but no, he's, he's doing Brian that job as like been... a non-goal scorer and goal scorer, isn't he? He's, he's, like, he's doing the hard work, get pull, as you say, pulling the players out of position so that, that White can kind of pick up the pieces. But he's a strange that, player, isn't he, O'Brien, because he's clever. Yeah. And he's got ta- he's got technique. Mm. You can see it. He looks like an MMA but- fighter as well. He does. He looks like, <laughs> looks like he's straight out yeah. of the UFC. I've had I it like suggested it. to me that he looks like a garden gnome. <laughs> I think that's quite good as well. He played like one oh. earlier in the season, to be fair. <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> nice he was one. excellent Tuesday, though. Really he good. was, like, yeah. wasn't he? He, um, he, he was, was. He was brilliant. He was really unlucky in the second half for that shot that kind of got blocked by their defender. The key, yes. like, wrong-footed the keeper, I think. 
it was going in the other corner and it so it didn't really get like the commentator was just like, oh it's been blocked but it was going in it was it was a goal that absolutely yeah and it was he just sort of oh, yeah. peeled off the defender made some space in the box and he probably scuffed it a little bit to be fair but the movement was great and I just thought he was an absolute pest um you, yeah, you really wouldn't like to play against them. I yeah. think that's, I think you said that last week, Rory. That defenders hate them, uh, but goalkeepers quite like them. But I think Stephen Elliott, to be fair, was that Stephen Elliott? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think you've seen more of. I don't know. You hopefully get him get a few goals in him because he did supposedly score. Was it a dozen goals for Millwall in the Championship? Um, yeah, yep, that's so right. With that technique and that intelligence, you, you, we're kind of seeing. Oh, this is why you have played in the division yeah. above. Because while he's not perfect, that little technique and just that little, those little movements and stuff like that—that that is a bit of quality. And you know, gives Lee Johnson a bit of a odd conundrum, doesn't it? Because that front two need to be kept together, but we still need to find the right kind of system for them as well because I think that was hampering us in the first half that this strange sort of like we started the game with that 4-3 McGeady seemed to be in a bit of a free roll just occupying the sort of like between the two lines which I can see the logic of and maybe I'd rather see that than that 4-2-2-2 that he's been using and yeah keep that front two but actually, fair play to Johnson because at half time he's like, right, they've got ten men. Let's go to a four four two. We can do that now with the man advantage, and we looked brighter for that. But he needs to find something against eleven men. Obviously, mm. it can't be a four three three really because you want to keep O'Brien and White together. But would anyone like to see us persevere with the system he's been using, or does anyone think that we need to make maybe a little bit of a of a tinker in the formation? He's got a conundrum, hasn't he? When because uh, Gucci is, is basically fit now, by the looks of it, or he's virgin on being fit. So you'd naturally like to get him in the side as well. And if he sticks with the two up front, then actually it's probably O'Brien's position who comes under threat from Gucci because mm-hmm. he's potentially going to play that role. Or obviously he could go either side, um, either tucked in or as an out and out winger. I suppose the problem you've got when you're going to play two up front is you either play 4-4-2 or you complicate things by using slightly different variations of it. Uh, I think Gareth was making the point uh, repeatedly in the group chat and I don't mean that as a negative because he was right. (laughs) We were getting so much joy down that right-hand side and indeed that's where the goal came from. But we were playing such a narrow formation like you've just said, Rory, we weren't really benefiting from it because as much as power gets forward and can put a decent ball in, I think Diamond's an erratic player, but imagine if he'd been out there. I mean, he could have been torturing that fullback, couldn't he? I mean, he might not have because he might not have had his best day, but it would have made more sense than to play a really narrow system. It's it's difficult for him because if you break up the front two, you think, will that have a knock-on effect on White's ability to score goals? Yeah. Just drop him and play Danny Gray. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got he's got nits, mate. Remember, he's got nits. Oh yeah. Oh, well, don't can't play him. Can't play him. Uh, but you know, you look at the talent as well. The majority of our talent in the squad are like that. Our best quality is in wide players. Lyndon Gooch, Jack Diamond, even like Chris Maguire would get into most teams yeah. in this div- in this division. And on his day, we know how much of a problem he can be. So he needs to. He does need to find something that is utilising those wide players and that very much informed front two of O'Brien and Wyke. I think. St- 
maybe it's not ideal, but I think it's worth a go is a 4-2-3-1 with O'Brien in the number 10 role. He likes mm. to drop deep anyway and link things up. So is is that not worth a go, perhaps? I think so, yeah. I mean, formations are... That, that could be a 4-4-2 with a, with a deep lion with a deep line striker isn't it but yeah I think I think we definitely need to get find a system that gets Gooch into the game um, I think we're a better team with with Lyndon Gooch in same goes for for O'Neill as, as he comes back into fitness um, I just think even though we have you know we've won three and four we still look like we could go up an extra gear I mean that's a good it's a good problem to have that we're winning mm. games without playing amazingly well but you know, it's it would be nicer to see us move the ball a little quicker and just have that little bit more uh, immediacy about us. But I don't think we've got that now. I think we'll, we'll still at times look a little bit turgid, um, look a bit slow and sluggish. But I think having Gucci in the side would 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 definitely speed things up a bit. Well, I think it's key that he, we know he's going to rotate things. Yeah. So we're talking about dropping play. It's not really a case of being dropped. I think when it comes to Lee Johnson, is it? You're just going to get rotated in and out of the team, and it looks like he's going to be pretty flexible with his setup. So he's going to shift the pieces around, and everyone's going to get the get the go. I think. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting. For example, he brought Embleton on at half time and not Diamond. Mm. Diamond's been the favourite of the two, and I actually thought Embleton had a positive impact on the game. I don't know what anyone else thought. Yeah, I thought he started really bright. Um, he, he faded, but then the he team did, yeah. did really. Was, there was yeah. there was twenty. No, so he was pretty clever towards the end a couple of times, made a bit of space for himself and um, helped. He was quite intelligent at the end, like helped run the clock down. and um, Yeah. He definitely made a, well, one of the bigger impacts that, in, well, for me, that, that we've seen from him. I thought he was unlucky. Um, he probably fancied a goal. I, I saw that. He, he sort of had the mindset of he's quite positive and, he clearly fancied a goal. He was unlucky not to get one, actually. Uh, he probably should have put O'Brien in, maybe. Um, yes, yeah. But he, he, it was a bit weird, that one. Shot, though, to be fair. Like, I, didn't, I didn't notice at the time that he should have put O'Brien in. It was just when I watched the replay, I was like, oh, you could have passed that. His first touch took him like towards the left, sort of like away from goal, whereas if he took it towards the right-hand side, he'd have been clean through one-on-one. Yeah. On one. It's like he didn't he didn't really, and it's obviously hard to, he didn't really know the momentum of, of the other defender, but I thought he did all right. Um, what do we make of Max Power? Another another game for him, rather, right back. Um, good going forward, I thought, but defensively quite suspect. And even though <laughs> I've been clamouring for Luke O'Knight to come in to <laughs> midfield... I'm maybe rolling back on that a little bit when I'm looking at Max defensively at right back and thinking, oh, if we can just wait until we've got more defensive options and either Sanderson or even Flanagan or, or Conor McLaughlin a bit further down the line can go back in at right back. Maybe let's have a few games with 0-9 there just for a bit of solidity, which I know has been hypocritical because I've said Lord's get him in midfield. But I think Max is looking a bit suspect at times. I think you probably, like, you're right, he is because he's a midfielder. Um, so I think he's 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 a threat going forward. He, he is, but I think he noticed on Tuesday. I don't know if it was having a few different angles of the game. Positionally, um, he's if he's gonna play fullback. He's got to learn a lot because I don't think he's ever played there. And I think you can tell at times where 
he's getting pulled out of position. He's getting <clears throat> weirdly quite narrow. Um, getting yeah, I in. thought that was noticeable against Shrewsbury as well. Actually, getting I sucked th- into I the centre, and it's like, well, he's your man. The you place. Need, yeah, you need to get out and and um, stop the cross. A few crosses came in from his side. Look, I think he's done all right. I think he's done probably what we'd expect from putting Max Power at right back for me. I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I would put O nine there, but I wouldn't be averse to putting Power back in midfield. Though I think in the first, no, no, in the first half, is it? I'm gonna. It comes back to this again, though, doesn't it? We've signed. I know we've let Dobson go, but we've signed another midfielder who is mm-hmm. exactly the same as every other midfielder mm-hmm. at the club to move a midfielder to right back with yeah. O'Nine coming back to fitness, who should in theory be an actual body in the midfield area. Um, you're left wondering why we didn't. I know we do have. McLaughlin and Sanderson as right-back options, but given the limited numbers we've got at centre-back, even when um, Flanagan's fit, we're not re- we know Willis has got fitness problems. He's constantly on the treatment table now, right out with an injury, and he's had his injury problems. To me, the priority posi- things to bring in were maybe a bit of pace, although you could argue with Gooch coming back and Diamonds rising to the team, we're, we're sort of well-covered, but some kind of attack and pace or a midfielder who offered something completely different, and then two fullbacks, I think, are what we needed. Yeah, definitely I mean, a left back. Yeah, I mean, well, if Power's positioning's not great, it's like you say, Matthew, because he's, it's not his position. I mean, McFadzian's got no real excuse other than, unfortunately for him and us, he's just a very poor quality footballer for the level. And even even going forward, he's like just nowhere near as good as Hume. He actually did yeah. well for that chance, to be fair, Matt, that you were on about with O'Brien. But there's so many times where, and it makes you realise actually how good Denver Hume is and the fact yep. that Denver Hume, if we don't go up, is, could easily get a move to the championship. I'm not saying like a team necessarily pushing for promotion, but you wouldn't be surprised if a mid-table to lower, lower in the table championship club took a gamble on him because he's so instinctive with those overlapping runs. And there was a few times McGeady looked like he was looking for that in the second half and McFadzian was quite slow to do it. And maybe that's because McFadzian's a bit more used to playing with a back three behind him. So he's a wing back. He's starting a bit higher up and he's just not as good there. But... I, I don't know. I just think fullback at the moment does look a bit of an issue, and if we can address that, because Johnson did say after the game on Tuesday, ideally he wants three players in. Now he's been linked with um, a forward today, Ross Stewart from Ross County, <laughs> which is quite pleasing. Um, <laughs> forward who's got basically a, a sort of one in three, one in four record, but apparently he can play across the front line um, from the very little research I've done on him, as really? you can probably tell. But you'd it's more research prob- than I've done. Oh, that, that's literally just off, off, off a quick Google really search, to be fair. One in four, did you say? One in, yeah, well, he's got 28 in 81, so just over in, a one in four record. In basically like the Wearside League. <laughs> exactly, um, but they are in even in th- at that level. There, I think they've struggled quite a bit. So maybe that's hampering them as well. I don't know. So obviously we're going to go for a forward, um, especially if Will Greg leaves, who has been linked with a move away. Shrewsbury and MK Dons have been linked there. But if there's another two positions, you would think left back. What do we think the other one is there? We've already signed a midfielder, so maybe not there. Do we think centre half? Do we think right back? Centre half, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. we are light, aren't we? Flanagan's injured. Um, 
Back in training, Flanagan, though. That's good. Right, snacked. So, like, kind of, yeah, he true. just sort of resets that Flanagan being back. Um, I think with a, yeah, I think sent off, even on loan, maybe. Um, yeah. Another. I think just use a loan for that, Get a, if you can try and get a Sanderson type player. Yeah, uh, yeah, someone from the Premier League, top top end of the Championship. Um, so you go back see if there's anyone at Bristol City you can nab. Um, or Chelsea as well. It's got the links there. Or Esther. Or Ricky Lake. <laughs> 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 Rick, you've been you've been very quiet. Uh, you, you, you're retreating in the shadows. Then I don't Sorry. like it. Give us some give us some positivity because we, we've gone a bit uh, we've gone a bit worried there. So why 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 am I why am I getting bogged down? I want you to to bring bring us back up. I think no pressure. Although the squad does need um, a few additions, I think it's squad wise we're in a really good really really good place. Um, Especially when you look at the five subs, I think out of the out of the top ten, we're probably the the side that can uh, benefit the most out of it because we have got such strength and depth. Um, you know, really being able to change things as games go on and make those five subs to our our advantage. I, I know I can't remember who said it before on the pod that that they've got a friend who's a Doncaster fan, um, and they don't have a very strong squad at all, so they they're like kind of hampered by what they can change during the game. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're fourth at the moment and they're on a decent run of form, but um, yeah, you know as time go, as time goes on, as in, injuries really start to hit, we can take full advantage of that and 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 be able to kind of change things mid game. Um, we've got a manager in, in Johnson that is actually able to make positive changes, unlike Parkinson, who you know forgot that you could make more than one. Do <laughs> 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 you think Parkinson only realised that? Like, do you think Parkinson only realised that after he got sacked? Like when yeah, they, they oh, when no. they said right, sorry Phil, um, we we think we need to make a change. Uh, we're part and company. It's like oh, like you know, he's asking for the reasons why. It's like well, you lack of subs, Phil. We're allowed to make five five subs now, and you'd like wait till the five subs. <laughs> I can make five subs. <laughs> like it did, did seem that way, didn't it? Hey, Phil Parkinson would walk up to the he'd walk up to the goal and go, why is there why is there not a rope across the top? What's this bar doing across the top of the goal? <laughs> 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 Fantastic. Well, on that, we've got a quick. Short, a very short. Quick break. <laughs> when we come back, we will look ahead to the Gillingham game, which is a one o'clock kickoff this week. I know, exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and look at, and look at some other fixtures in League One as well. Exciting. I'm Kevin Kyle, and you're listening to the Wise Men Say podcast. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast. Before we look ahead to the Gillingham game, we'd just like to remind you, as always, to go to fromtheterraces.co.uk and use the discount code WMS10 to get 10% off the basket at checkout. Um, Matt, any birthday mm. presents from, from the terraces today? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. What? Disgraceful. Is Big Boss Chris not saying anything? I've got birthday anything? money, though. To be fair, so oh, I could. Well, there you go. So and you can save ten percent of it I, as well. Exactly, I know. Well, what a treat! I might. Uh, there you what go. Are you gonna, what are you going to spend it on? From the services. Uk. I think I'm going to spend it on a new sweatshirt, Rory. Oh God, that'd be what three sweatshirts from From the Terraces for you? I know, but they're nice. You know, like, they are nice. I'm wearing my. I'm wearing mine know, as well, we as we record. I'm thinking about getting the you know the the Man City colours on the sleeve though. Mix it up a bit. No. <laughs> Tommy, uh, yeah, Joe Royal. Joe Royal, 
Well, just make sure you don't forget to use the discount code WMS10. Save 10% of that precious birthday money. <laughs> Jimmy Carragher's birthday as well today. Oh, is it? Yeah. Who else actually? Oh, right. Great. Jeff Any other footballers? Great. Jeff Whitley, <laughs> Jamie Carragher, and I think Buffon and oh, Jessica Ennis. Oh, Buffon's cool. Yeah. Not bad. I might have just good, made Buffon good up, athlete in I'll have a look while you talk about it. Oh, well. Yeah, I've now. got um, I've got Leroy Sane, Jamie Vardy, and Emil Heskey for mine, which is what a right. combo. That's a good five side yeah. team. That's a yeah. front three, yeah, front three, yeah, yeah. exactly. Buffon, front three, Buffon's yeah. Buffon's forty third birthday today. Oh, is well, he still playing or what? Greg, Richard, any good uh, footballers that you share birthdays with? I don't know. Oh, mine. I've yeah, checked my birthday shares before, and I've always thought they're a bit disappointing. I think. Oh, that's a shame. Richard, have you I'll got any? I'll have a look and I'll get I can't remember. Well, yeah, while, so you get, while you both look that up, um, Lana Del Gillingham. Uh, well, oh, she well, play football, go. Richard. Oh, I only want footballers. Come back man. to us with footballers. Gillingham, 12th <laughs> in the league. 4-1 um, <laughs> win over Crew in midweek for them. Recently beat Acme and Stanley, who, you know, it doesn't sound like much, but they're actually quite near us in the league. So maybe a tricky tie as none other than Steve Evans yes. brings his boys to the stadium. Are right, we excited for that? So you yeah. prowling the touchline? I love it, mate. I'd it's the best, about best time of the year. Steve Evans time. He'll be saying all these complimentary things about us warning after the game like he always does because um, I think it's Phil Smith's pointed out on the pod before <laughs> he clearly thinks like, I'll get a Sunday job <laughs> one day. <laughs> Who knows? And you know, he could. Fair play. He definitely could. That is the level that we're at. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing what he comes out with. Um, <laughs> obviously, we beat them earlier in the season at Priestfield. Um, 2-0, a late goal from Lyndon Gooch after Chris Maguire put his head from the spot. They missed a penalty in that game too of course and did put us under a bit of pressure um, I was looking through their sort of record this season and they don't tend to fare too well against the sides um, higher up in the division but looking at their recent form and you know given that we have made it hard work now and again when we've played against them um, obviously the last time we could um, go to football was them mm-hmm. scoring in the last minute so the last time they were at the stadium of life um, so I don't know do we think it might be a, a tricky afternoon or are we going to just you know we're in a good run of form we're keeping clean sheets again or is this going to be a walkover well Mandarin Mandarin doesn't play for them now does he? He plays for Crew, um, so that's their threat gone. Um, <laughs> well, there we go. You, 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 you're speaking far too soon here by saying that some I other just man care, is going to probably I'll, get a hat-rick. I'll speak whenever <laughs> yeah, I want. Leave yeah, alone. well, stop trying to spoil your own birthday by jinxing Sunderland. Well, no, it'd be f- well, jinx, like the jinxes funny. don't exist. Do they not? I'm really serious about that. Remember Gareth said. Ah oh, yes, yeah. Gareth likes to say he's not God in that. Um, in that Imagine, you know, uh, yeah. But uh, does does Gareth like also say I don't know, like magic isn't real when he's watching Harry Potter or something? I mean, <laughs> like you know, like you've got you've got yeah, to live a little here. Though, to be fair, Craig, Craig, you know the answer to this. He's, he's yeah. not a Harry Potter. Yeah. The is, I mean, neither am I. Especially, yeah, I don't know why terrible. I cited that example. To be honest, I can't but never watch mind. That. Right? That's far too long for me. It's on like three. Tell hours. You, well, I'll tell you who does love Harry Potter. That's Chris Weatherspoon. So that tells you everything. You oh, know. oh that's well, that's, it's that's that's some yeah, and written go. off. And absolutely <laughs> written off. <laughs> one uh, one thing for this weekend, lads, is other fixtures that are going. <laughs> 
Sorry, that threw me. That threw me right off. <laughs> lost it here. That's written me. Yeah. me one. Oh, no. I don't want to think about. I don't want to think about any of your red ones. Thank not you even in much. here. Not even here. Yeah. It's ruining a Not in here. Unbelievable. Not in here. Not in not here. here. <laughs> <laughs> because obviously, as I mentioned, Matthew, it is a one what? o'clock kickoff yes. this weekend. You got mixed up um, <laughs> during last weekend's pod, but no, it is one o'clock. So if, if we if we do beat Gillingham here, we will go up to we'll go up to fifth, joint fourth with Doncaster Rovers. Doncaster, they play Lincoln this weekend. Mm. There's all Doncaster on goal difference, only three better off. So, you know, if they we get a couple of goals, they concede. If they get beat by a couple of goals, rather, that could have us up to fourth. And you've also got Portsmouth playing Charlton this weekend, who are the te- two teams directly above us. So, real good chance to move up a place or two. Looking at the form Portsmouth are in as well, they've lost their last two games. Um, Charlton have been a bit iffy themselves. Um, but we'd go above Portsmouth, potentially, if they lost that game. We've played the same amount of games as them. We could go maybe above Charlton, who we've played two games less than. But even though we were all fuming last week, and Matt, we said on the last reaction pod, I think it was, the season's pretty much written off. But everything, yeah. and it says everything about the quality of this division, doesn't it? The fact that we've been largely quite poor, quite shit, really, if we're honest. But, you know, if we win, three ones on the bounce, and we're well back in contention in the promotion picture, aren't we? Yeah. Well, this is what I've said this all along. It's a shit league. <laughs> it, only, it, it is, though. And it's, it's terrible. Well, it is, I agree. Weeks, or in recent months, and then we're, we're slowly trying to turn it around. It doesn't take that much. You yeah. know, to put a couple nah. of results together and, and it really starts to improve. I mean, look at what uh, Oxford are, are flying at the moment. and You know, they're not, they're not a million miles away. Yeah, at the start of the season, they were <laughs> Like everyone. So, well, that's their you know, own fault. There's, there's teams in there yeah, that are like the favourite Ac- Ac- to, to be fair, do lit, like they've got five games in hand on Charlton, they've got four in hand on Hull, <sighs> like three in hand on us. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, well, I think it's going to be great at the, the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Here's me. Here's They're gonna play like at the end awful. of the season. All right, what? what? <laughs> we know, you know, you know their owner. He makes like stuff that you have around the house, like storage boxes and stuff like that. That's how he's made his money. All right, I've, I found God, that so my boring. washing baskets made by the company that he works, like he owns. Well, wow. oh, well, if you should throw that away. Company he works for. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. That's what it is. The away end is just basically washing baskets stacked up on top of each other. <laughs> well, if you could like put some of them together to, to create something of a roof, that would be Absolutely. that would be nice. To be fair, Jesus Cut. Christ! I'm just having a look through here Still. as well. If we win on if we win on Saturday, we would also be a point behind Peterborough, who are in really good form at the minute. And I've just had a bit of a scan. I should have done this before the pod, but you know we are where we are. They haven't lost since the fifth of December in the league. And we could be a point behind them. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, just put put a bit I tweeted this after the game on Tuesday. Just put a bit of consistency together and you can easily go up. It's such a poor division. But just be basically competent. It's that simple, isn't it, lads? Yeah. What happens if we draw one one then? Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah. that's the ideologically <laughs> correct result, Craig. So you can it's the one respect. we are. And we're great at it as well. We're so good at it. So, you know, I'm anticipating that result. I oh, like I mean, pretty. yeah, I am. Anti- no, it would be defeat, then 1-1 in the next game, 
then right. you win twice again, then lose. Then that's I think that's that feels it's like the, the correct that's cycle. That's the Sutherland way. Yeah. The game where yeah, we'd have like an opportunity of going second, we'd 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 like completely spunk it and draw one. Lose three 0 at all to burn. Yeah. <laughs> God, yeah, that is that is. Um, I yeah, mean, I don't like, want to look, think about let's that. be honest. None of us know a damn thing about Gillingham, despite the fact that Speak we've already yourself. played them this season. <laughs> well, how are you tell Paul us about Scally. them? Then? Who? He don't. He's the, the chairman. Only, chairman. Well, he oh, was. Yeah, 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 that's that's why are we? Why so are we what? playing at one o'clock? What position does he play in? Um, Boardroom. Yeah, well, that's no good, is it? I want to know about what you know. Who's going to be making the side and, through and rule passes? The, yeah, love him. Um, there will be a double-barrelled midfielder. So let's have a look. The top scorer is called Vadim Oliver. Right. All right, he's him. Eight, yeah, he's got eight goals this oh, season. Who's the uh, best midfielder in the league? Who plays for them then? Because they're bound to have, have one. They must have one. Everyone does. So um, we haven't actually gone through J- this. For Jacob Mellis. I've heard Jacob Mellis. I've heard of him before. Ah, I certainly haven't. So he must be the best midfielder in League One. Then well done. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Let's have that. <laughs> yeah. Good, good find that Rory. Uh, maybe the data will suggest that we should sign him next. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wouldn't displace Carl Winchester, well, of course, would he, Matthew? No, he wouldn't, of course. Yeah. Lucky to have a player like Colin. Well, did you see that bit of bit, what that bit of skill he did for our goal? I mean, I know. to be that. fair, we kind of brushed over that at the top yeah. of the pod. That need that deserves more, doesn't it? What a lovely little flick that he's was. Still recovering, like... He's still recovering from accidentally doing that, isn't he? He's watched that button. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah. You can't fake that. Come on, yeah. you can't fake quality. Oh, Winchester, you can do what he wants, Rory. He certainly yeah, was true. at points during that game when he was just. Giving the ball away and committing yellow card like to retrieve no the situation. Yeah, great. Then basically <laughs> subbed off because of it. Accident. <laughs> just as, as, we, as we've said, lucky to have him. Very lucky to have him. What I like, <laughs> what, what I like about Lee Johnson is he isn't afraid to do stuff like no. that as well. Not only was it a tactical change, if someone's on a booking and he's thinking, you know, like Diamond against Lincoln, mm-hmm. he's having yeah, a great looks, game there, yeah, but he's yeah. went right. It's not worth the risk of keeping you on because you're on a yellow and you look really hyped up, uh, amped up. Let's get you hooked. Well, We've got right. plenty of players in this squad. Because one so. more tackle from Winchester and he'd have gone because they'd have done everything to get him sent off. In the oh, yeah. Half. 100%. And we're he, doing that he, as well. On, on the there? pitch as well. Like that, you know, the, it's a pitch where you are liable to be late, to the ball's yep. going to skip away from you. He would have been sent off probably within 10 minutes of the restart. Um, you could, you would have, it would have been inevitable. So it was, it was good from John. So it's a good point that actually that he does it quite well. It's yeah, twice it's he's good. done that specifically. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think sometimes his subs have been a little bit confusing. I think uh, the Plymouth was it the Plymouth game. I, I didn't. Emble in the left back. Yeah, I mean, I could understand he just wanted more of attacking players on, but I, I didn't think he addressed the issue, which was the shape of the team, mm-hmm. which was a bit of a problem. But generally speaking, he's proactive, as Richard said earlier. Unlike uh, Parkinson, he'll actually have a look at things and think, "What can I do to affect the game?" Um, and that's refreshing, isn't it? I mean, his, his game management is is quite good. It's more like my sort of main sort of gripe is how we're starting games, and that yeah. is largely being reflected with how slowly we're starting mm. them at times as well. And hopefully, as a look at that, what what do you think approach will be for? for for this game then do we think he's going to stick with sort of similar system he's been using um, obviously Bailey Wright he said today it does sound like he's a doubt and he's going to come out so we're probably looking at well it, it's going to have to be Jordan Willis and Deion Sanderson at centre half 
which means you're probably getting the back four that finished the game. But what do we see going on ahead of that, do you think, lads? Uh, well, we'll mm. uh, what about if, uh, say, maybe his lead bit is due a rest or, you know, he likes he has brought Possibly. him out of the team, hasn't he, a time? Well, at least once and we're playing a lot of games. So Yeah, there's a lot of football, uh, isn't there? There's a lot, and, uh, there's I a lot of a few games people very cr- heavy pitches as well. The, and ours is one of those heavy yeah. pitches. Yeah. So, so let's say rest lead bitter because it would fit with his f- sort of philosophy. Mm-hmm. If he does that, it might be, he could bring in an Embleton or if he thinks Gooch is fit enough, he could come in. And I think in a home game against one of these types of teams, he's going to want to go with the four attackers rather than the three. So it will let him play Scowen probably in midfield with Winchester if he was to do that. I don't know what other people think. Yeah, I think if, if he does take Ledbetter out, let's say he does do that, then it, I mean... He's probably not going to start on nine, I don't think. Could be Does a st- stretch, the... couldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and with the five subs as well, you've you've got the option of bringing him on a few different intervals. So, yeah, those two. And I just think it's interesting to see if he he could maybe go with a more flat four four two. if kind of going off what you were saying, Craig, if he wants to go for the game and get mm-hmm. those attackers on. I think that's a bit better than doing the narrow... I'd rather that than us playing so narrow, I would. personally. I agree. If, if, if he's going to go down that route, that is. No, I agree. I don't think 0-9 will be, will be ready. Um, obviously, came on, but I think... He was very excited when he came on, wasn't he? It's almost like a, yeah, like a puppy. Like He's almost like he should have had one of them cones over his head to stop him gnawing <laughs> at his shoulder. <laughs> we've Stop said this about well, yeah. before he's, he's he is like a, a kid isn't he like he'll run everywhere like even if you sent him to the shops he'd he'd run there and back wouldn't he he'd like he'd send him like Steve, 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 I'd he'd love just, that he'd, yeah. <laughs> he'd just sprint all the way send Luke now uh-huh, yeah our Luke <laughs> but that's what we needed in the, in, in the game to be fair and it's, it's you know we've talked about that depth and that, that is really yeah. useful to have but I, I still to go back to what I said earlier in the pod, I think I'd like to see a four-two-three-one, maybe Gooch or Brian in the ten role. Obviously, McGeezy you would probably have starting. I, I just think it's, it's it's worth a go. You're keeping those four attackers on, and I, I think it suits us. You know, or Brian as well does work quite hard. He'll do yeah. a bit of graft for well, him as well. He has to, you know. Absolutely. Well, it, he does, but he does like to rotate. I mean, he he has kept that front two together and. We are scoring enough goals to win games playing them, but he might. If he was to rotate one, I, I don't think you can rotate White out because he is the only source of goals yeah. at the moment. But he could rest O'Brien. He has played but, a lot of football. But, if he did that, it would open up a few options because you could play Gooch as a as a ten, or you could mm. play uh, Embleton maybe there. I don't know if he's done enough to warrant a start, but it does open up some other options if he was to give him a rest. I'd um, I'd probably. Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. I, I'd probably think he wouldn't do that on Saturday because no, I there's agree. no midweek game as such. Obviously, it's the cup. Um, oh yeah. So I think he could probably he's probably going to rotate a lot for that game at Milton Keynes. Mm. Um, so mm-hmm. I'd be probably thinking that the the changes will be more minimal on Saturday. Maybe um, I don't know. I'm mm. usually wrong, so you know why change? Why <laughs> break the habit of a lifetime? Eh? It's hard to predict his, his teams, to be fair. Like we said, I quite like he, that. He actually, does like to rotate. Like yeah, yeah, yeah it's good. Like you know, you might we'll get you know, we'll get there. 
we'll turn the telly on on Saturday and there's Danny Graham up front with Dan Neal behind well. him. <laughs> Dan Neal back in training as well. He, he should play on probably Tuesday then, yeah, maybe. <laughs> what do we think the score's going to be on Saturday then, lads? Let's have some predictions. Uh, Craig, go with you first. Um, it, I think we'll win. Let's say we'll win 2-0. I mean, we are crap at home, generally, but that Shrewsbury win, hopefully, I know we didn't play particularly well in the second half, but maybe it's use some of the old cliches, got the monkey off the back kind of thing. It's, you know, gives Johnson a kick-started it a bit, two wins in a row. Let's say we get we get an early goal, white again, and then maybe late in the game, let's say, I don't know, O'Brien finally notches, because I think he's deserved a goal, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Agree. Agree. Richard? Well, last time I was on, uh, it was ahead of the Wimbledon game, and I said we should win 7-0. <laughs> <laughs> we should. That didn't happen. We should do that. But in my defence, we didn't happen, Richard, you away right? from that. Yeah, you were just under halfway bad. there, to be fair, Richard. Yeah, so I thought at like 80-odd minutes, I thought, I'm not going to get there. But I started to believe. <laughs> I, was, I was shouting for Wag to grab the ball out the net when he got his third. <laughs> to really get that prediction. Richard's got a bet on. <laughs> I didn't have any money on it. That's come on. That's a sad thing. I was just sitting there in the break room at work going, come on. But, um, <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm going to go for a more conservative uh, choice this time and go for 2-0. Oh, I thought you were going to say 6-0 there. No. <laughs> I would have loved that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Matt, what do you reckon? Well, I can't, well, before the Shrewsbury game, I predicted that we lose and we won. So I'm going to predict for us to lose. Um, so I think we'll lose 3-1. Oh, oh so you're going for the old... Did you say 3-1 last did, week as yeah. well? Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. So we're going to lose 3-1. Take an early lead you and go- then... But yeah, no, the goalkeeper will get sent off and that knacker will come on and we'll... Uh, <laughs> well, we'll if he has proved you right on that, to be fair. Well, so, so, wait, I got told off for, for, for the jinx, but you've gone for the old reverse jinx, I see there, Matthew. Yeah. Uh, a classic piece of psychology that none of the players are aware of. But <laughs> You never know. I'd just, like to put, I'd just like to say the jinx does exist, Gareth Barker. You are wrong. <laughs> well, 3-1 defeat oh, for us. You, you, would, you would think... And yeah, you would have thought. <laughs> Using that logic, I said 1-1 before the Shrewsbury well, g- game. But I also said the cycle would be that we would lose the next game. So mm. I'm going to go for the reverse psychology as well. Love and it. say um, we will get beat um, 1-0. Oh. We'll have the reverse of the last two games. So I don't mean that, but that's what I'm saying for the gods of football to mm. smile on us. Um, before we it. go, Richard, did you find any footballers that you share a birthday with? <laughs> Yeah, the one. There's just one. Um, what really oh, disappointing, wow. actually. It's Sebastian Sebastian Prodel. Prodel? 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 Oh, he's played for Watford. Yeah, Austrian Austrian professional defender who plays a defender in Italy for Udinese. He also plays for the yeah. Austrian national team, so he probably knows Tom Walsh. Um, oh, yeah, you would have thought. Ashley Brown, well, yeah. I've, I've decided to jo- <laughs> I love Ashley Barnes, but that's another story. I don't share a birthday with him. I do, however, share one with... Uh, the number one, right, so this famous birthday is it starred. The number one is above. Number two, Dennis Law, is Great. a man called Alan Cruz, <laughs> whom I've never heard of in my life. And then oh, also Tom the Cruise. Murphy twins, one of whom is a mag, of course. Oh, uh, yes, this point. Uh, Daryl. And then I don't know really any of the others. So It's also Ed- Edward cool. Snowden's birthday on my birthday. The worst spy oh, ever. Well. <laughs> he's probably listened to this podcast before it's even gone out well the fact <laughs> he is, can is hear he's it never right have now, heard yeah. of Edward Snowden if he's a good spy 
That's my point, <laughs> and I'm sticking to it. Also, no, also, well, he, was a, he, was a, he was a whistleblower. I was well, going to say, Richard, I think you've confused a whistleblower with a spy. He's done exactly what a whistleblower should do, and that is blow a whistle <laughs> well, very loudly. Edward Snowden <laughs> has to decide whether he's a whistleblower or a spy. He can't be the both. Well, when was Richard, he you're having a day of controversial statements. Like, Absolutely. One of these was Just because you're fuming because you've got a shit birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you yeah, haven't got Alan Cruz, oh, mate. Have you got Jeff Whitley? Good old Alan Cruz. Everyone great says it must be shit having, you, having your birthday, having your birthday in January. But me and Matt have, pr- have proved that wrong here. You know, we've got mm. all, lo- loads of great footballers. Um, it's, it boosts your mood after Christmas. You make mojitos, and you can look forward to drawing one-one with Gillingham at one o'clock on Saturday. Four, uh, me and Matt will be back to react to that. Yeah. Um, Matt will let you know how his mojitos were as well. Have we got anything else, lads? Before we get out of here, we're, we're going to play play a song out for Matt's birthday as well at the end. Oh, oh nice! Bit of production from myself. Oh, smart! I'm going to play it <laughs> Picking myself up. Play me too, version of it. <laughs> no, I think well, you should do a cover of it. We're all off to make mojitos. We'll be back for the reaction pod after the game on Saturday. But thanks, as always, for listening. <laughs>